Hey everybody, it's Brian. I'm hopping in before the beginning of this episode. I just uh, wanted to let you all know that uh, we had a lot of people recording on this episode, and I think maybe we put too much stress on our uh, internet connection because uh, sometimes the connection got kind of uh, loose, <laughs> to say the best. <laughs> say it the best. Um, so. Uh, I did some uh, editing to uh, get rid of some gaps and to combine some, you know, some words together that uh, the internet wanted to make into separate words. So uh, it's definitely, it's very, it's still very coherent. I just wanted to let you all know this um, in case you're listening and you're like, why is everyone, you know, like rudely interrupting somebody or like, why isn't someone getting like a lot of, a lot of thoughts out or something like that? That's probably because at that time, their connection wasn't the best so that that's all also uh, if you haven't read uh, the many disillable star yet um, just a forewarning when we get to that section um, even though we say we're not going to spoil it um, we all kind of spoil it especially me so I do apologize um, but I can tell you this if you haven't read it yet read it because it's good you'll like it trust me and so and then come and listen to our podcast you know like or if you just want to hear about it first uh go ahead uh let's take a listen all right hope you enjoy the recording and uh have a good day everyone and welcome to the comics is our better podcast where we cover the world of independent comics i am one of your hosts brian and with me as always are the other two parts of the cdb crew carrie and darcy hi hello and also special guests today we have rebecca and richard Woo-hoo. hi hey hi I love that I'm not often to describe the special, so I appreciate it, Brian. <laughs> well, you're always special to me. <laughs> you're just the most specialist. Yes. So, so uh, in case you didn't see the title, or um, you know, th- this is our 50th uh, anniversary of well, well episode anniversary. Episode anniversary. We're not that old. Which it turns out in podcasting, that's the multiple guests anniversary so we're uh <laughs> i'm sad that it's not the diamond anniversary that would have been nice so we would have yeah. had Di- diamond uh, dallas page and and diamond as well coming on okay hate well, music references i very rarely get them i very rarely get which them is, which is even i never get them <laughs> oh we can't have dust and diamond r.i.p that's oh yeah oh oh. well on that happy note um so we're here please let's uh, get back to comics things i understand we're we're gonna be talking all about the uh the recent comic uh the mini desk of leila star by ram v and uh but before we do that we actually have no news this week which is nice because no news is good news sometimes and most uh, of our news is depressing yes yes exactly <laughs> so we're going to oh, oh, uh, I, we could, I could do quick news oh sure go for it um we live in a capitalist hellscape and a God, uh, copy true. of uh, Action, amazing fantasy 15 sold for over three million dollars 
Yes. Wow. <laughs> Which I think is at the same, as the comic fan in me is like, that's so awesome. And like the person who exists in the world is like, oh my God, what a mess. <laughs> well, that goes back to all that pre-speculation things we talked about yeah, a, couple yeah. of, a couple of weeks ago where everybody thinks that everybody thinks that's what they're going to make when like they're not touching their comics now or they're getting them pre-speculated they're like oh well I'm going to stick them up and blah 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 it's totally going to happen they're printing so many all these variant covers no you got to trash this shit for any of them to make that kind of money like your great 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 grandkids might make three million off of their special comic well, after we've all set them on fire <laughs> exactly exactly if, Carrie if, if, it's, if, up to, it's not up to us to provide for that yeah no. I don't have if, to, to fucking pay for them if, <laughs> if we're all putting our comics in you know like hermetically sealed uh, uh, storage units which apparently you guys all are I'm selling <laughs> mine fuck them um i, I, I don't have children <laughs> i'm as, not as, having as, children. as somebody who helped someone crack open a slab i can say it was one of the most satisfying things i've ever done in my life nice. <laughs> there to be read uh, well did they the, say who, uh, who it got sold to crack open a slab it was very enjoyable it was kind oh, of the a they're so well no somebody uh, it's a long story but there was this very rare comic or very rare series that you had to send off for it's not like worth a ton of money but just rare and yeah. this guy bought his wife issue four because it was the only one he could get for her 40th birthday and it was slabbed because it was the only copy he could get mm-hmm. and like we were joking about it like what's the point you still can't read it right yeah so so we made this thing that if she could buy find the other three hey. issues she'd crack open the slab so i used all my skill and found, <laughs> all, found all three issues for less than 10 pounds each which you know so that's we're talking reasonable amounts and then when i went over to stay with her we cracked open the slab and he was laughing. Oh, I mean, he was laughing from start to finish. But these, so we wanted to read the story. So nice. That's awesome. That is really cool. That is awesome. Now, um, one thing about the Amazing Fantasy um, that I think I find even more like crazy is that the grade on this book from 1962 was a 9.6. So yeah, I actually want to. Yeah, I want to know where this guy's time machine is, or. I made the joke to uh, to Richard when, when when we had talked about it earlier that like you know that movie Frequency with the with the cupboard and they put the they put the stuff yeah. in the in the past and the, and the guy has it in the future. That's I have a feeling somebody did that for this person because a nine point six graded nineteen sixty two Marvel comic is insane. Crazy. Richard, did they say like what kind of person bought bought it? Was it Nicolas Cage again? <laughs> no, no, it did. Secret buyer. Oh, the worst. Lame. And then yeah. for all we know, it could come out oh, like in a few weeks that it's like, oh, and that was trying to boost the price up. Who knows? Yeah. 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 Just like just like that Mar- the Mario cartridge that turned out to be the person the person who bought it was the person who was selling it. <gasps> yeah. That's so yeah, got it. Tr- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, I can't believe that someone <laughs> purchased that for three million dollars. But you know, it, it could still be Nicolas Cage that we'll find out later and when he names like one of his kids parker this time because i know i would he had, love if it was him yeah because after wasn't after like action comics he he named his kid kal oh really? Um, yeah, yeah 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 so so yeah so if we get a if we get a peter parker uh 
uh, Cage in the next few uh, months, then we'll know we'll know it was him. He's still uh, having. I, I really hope I'm rich one day so I can Maybe. do creepy rich person stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm gonna go total Howard Hughes. I I, I just know it. <laughs> Building large planes and uh, letting your your nails grow. Exactly. <laughs> oh God, no. I, I, ever God, ever since I saw the parody on The Simpsons with Mr. Burns, I've I, that's just been my my life inspiration. I I just want to be so rich that I'm orson wells level petty because he there's a town off of um highway one here in california where he was banished from where um william hearst lives so like the hearst castle san simeon area he was banished by him because of um that movie citizen i can't remember kane. citizen yeah. kane thank you so fucking orson wells bought a honeymoon cottage mm-hmm. for him and his wife in the town right outside of where he was banned and lived there and his wife was allowed in San Simeon County but Orson Welles wasn't and William Hurst hated the fact that Orson Welles was legally allowed to live where outside of where he was banished and he would just like set up shop there with like his writing buddies and his actor buddies and all these famous people would come like trolling in and out and it was just because Orson Welles was there and that's a level of rich white man petty that um if there's a god i will be allowed to be reincarnated like that and come back and just wreak havoc on yes. other rich people so <laughs> that it does sound really cool <laughs> all right okay well i guess that, that that's good for a good impromptu news section so we'll move on to our spotlights um hmm i have a lot of people to choose from this week well why don't we just go in order yeah so yeah yeah let's go in order of the doc which uh, we know, but ah. you, the viewer does not. The so. viewer, yes, that makes great for or The listener, I yes. guess, yes. <laughs> Re- Rebecca, do you want to go first? or? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine to go first. Okay. Um, so I put this one on. There was, a few, there was a few that I thought about, and I put this one on because I thought we should represent some 2000 AD. Hmm. We should. We keep meaning to. Here. Yeah, and um, because I've literally just ordered volume two of this. So it is Hope. For the Future by Guy Adams and Jimmy Broxton. It's published by Rebellion Press, which is 2000 AD. So it's um, what they do is they collect the stories that have been in 2000 AD uh, serialized and they put them out in like little thin trades. Um, so, and I, I picked this one because it's not sort of a traditional 2000 AD thing. So we're, we're not talking sort of Judge Dredd kind of thing, um, but it's pretty cool. Show you the quick little cover. It's That's all awesome. like sort of, yes. It's, so it's a uh, noir detective whose name is Mallory Hope, who's had something mysterious happen to his family. His like wife's disappeared and his son's disappeared. Um, some people presume dead, some not. There's some uh, supernatural stuff going on, but it's not sort of Constantine type supernatural. Like um, he has this weird supernatural presence near him. He refers to them as a parasite or a leech that sucks misery. But he's also seems to sort of have something to do with casting spells, but you don't really see him do it very much. But it's set in 40s Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So um, and it's black and white. It's gorgeous. The um, the lettering is kind of typed. So as if he's typing up a case. And this first case is about a child actor who has gone missing. So obviously there's some resonance to his son having gone missing. And it's heavily alleged that this child had something slightly magical about him that made everyone like him. But it's effectively just a sort of detective noir, um, like Hollywood 
kind of and it's just it's really fun um it, it wasn't wise expect like it was something it's something a bit different um uh it doesn't and it's just it's quite wordy and it makes some really good use of like white space and stuff but i would say it was really cheap like uh and the second volume is dirt cheap as well so like five pounds or something um for the trade and I don't think it's that unusual. I think it's like seven pounds normally. So say ten dollars. Yeah. Whatever. I'll try and um that's pretty cheap. But it, the art in it is absolutely gorgeous. Um so uh Jimmy Broxton, I think is the artist. Yeah, Jimmy Broxton's the artist. Simon Boland, who is a famous letterer, did the letters. And it's just I, I wanna show you it. I mean, I can show you you guys because we're on video, but um it's kind of this kind of really it's, yeah. It looks as noir as you can get. Cool. So if you like mm, Detective, you know. uh, somebody, somebody compared it to um, uh, Sean Phillips and Brew Baker's Fatal. But I would say it's a little bit more on that kind of like possibly moving towards supernatural. I'm really excited to see what the second volume is going to be like, because whether it goes more that way or sticks with just another detective case. Um, it's a bit saucy, gets to, gets to get it on with the client. <laughs> as in true sort of Philip Marlowe way um but it's um but it, but it's not sort of too exploitative on sort of women's bodies and stuff like that it's actually very tasteful and uh they make him out probably to be worse than than ever she would be um so um yeah it's really cool I like the fact his name is Mallory Hope so they can use the hope for the but it doesn't, oh. which which sounds like a great sort of noir name but yeah. it means they can, they can play on that hope in the um and yeah the second volume came out in January so I've only just got around to buying it so cool that so, sounds really good it does yeah. sound really good I hope to get to that soon <laughs> check it out also oh, also available digitally <laughs> so from the rebellion website I should mm -hmm. say so you can read it digitally uh, fantastic because I'm not sure how much they sell abroad okay um, and we've been they, trying they, to do. Yeah. 2000 AD so that might be worth considering they quite often do humble bundles which is probably like sort of the best way for you guys to get it because yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what they're like about shipping abroad but... I did get the last 2080 one I think Richard you did too didn't you get the last 2080 humble bundle yeah, no I was just saying I hope one day on top of being rich I hope to just be an old man with time to read all the digital comics I've uh, accumulated over the last <laughs> <Yeah>. few years <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, if I can at least get through Daredevil, maybe that would be nice. Hey, <laughs> so we'll that's see. quite the tat journey yeah. that you've uh... Yeah, I think I'm 50 issues in, and that's not even a fingernail of it. So, but you know, what? actually, yeah, Richard, um, why, why don't you go first? Oh, okay. You're um, my uh, spotlight is on a, a new ish book called um, Mamo or Mamo. Yay! Um, yeah, I think we, we, I've called it both. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I call uh, it Mamo. Uh, Millage. Yes, Mamo. I think I'm going with Mamo as well. So um, yeah, I uh, started up. I started picking up this book just on someone's recommendation. Just know this, uh, Brian. If I trust your taste, I will pick something up you suggest sight unseen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I picked up the first three issues, and um, it may be my new favorite book. It's so oh, wow. charming. Mm -hmm. So like the vibe of it is it's kind of like an old, uh, like an 80s Steven Spielberg movie. It feels kind of kiddie, but then you have 
this existential dread at all times. And basically the premise of the book is that uh, the main character, Joe, she, uh, she's going searching for a witch. Mm-hmm. And basically her mother's cursed and she's just trying to get the curse removed. But it's a world where witches, I guess, exist in normal society. It mm-hmm. kind of gives me Steven Universe vibes, how like everyone in Beach City doesn't interact with the craziness, but they kind of aware that the craziness exists and just kind of, you know, it's as normal as the sun rising. So basically she goes, she finds this witch um, who we find out her name's Orla, who's very standoffish, does not want to help her out, but come to find out the reason why this curse exists on her mother is that uh, Orla's grandmother, Mamo, Mamo rather, (laughs) so yes, uh, the the reason why there's a curse on her mother is because uh, Orla's mother, Mamo, has passed away and her body wasn't properly buried, so like the residual energies of her, you know, improperly buried body is cursing different aspects of the town, so reluctantly, Orla decides to help out, Mm -hmm. oh, this is my grandmother, this is my responsibility, and we need to take care of this. So basically the duo is just kind of going around town, you know, taking care of little problems. It almost feels like an RPG. They're doing all the little mini quests. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, it's, a, it's I just, it's such a colorful world, but like you could just feel that existential dread and I'm just quickly falling in love with it. Like I can't wait for the next issue. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites right now. Like I, I really, really enjoy it. It's a fun book. Uh, it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous book. Uh, yeah. I did it as a like a looking forward before it started. And oh, I nice. thought it I thought it was going to be very like Kiki's delivery service, like a little mm-hmm. bit more upbeat. Right. Uh, so I was kind of surprised by what it turned out to be. <laughs> right. Like I said, um, I, I bought still a love side it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I bought a side on scene and I'm looking at these covers and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a very cheery, upbeat thing. And it's like, oh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> It has a lot of dark clouds in it, it like in the in the storytelling. I, I, it's a, it's a, it's a cute, fun book, but it definitely does have a little bit of darkness in it. Absolutely, cool. Thank you, Richard. Very You're much. Up next, Brian. My, my pleasure. I, I'm up, and actually, you know what? I I was just saying like my kind of was similar to Rebecca's. Mine's kind of similar to Richard's as well, because um, it has to do with the witch as well. Um, so I chose. I wanted to choose something kind of special for this episode, and I have a, an extensive uh, library of physical copy books that I just haven't got around to, so I just chose one off off there, um, which was um, Snow Glass Apples by Neil Gaiman and Colleen Veron. Uh, this is actually was originally a short story by Neil Gaiman for one of his, uh, prose, his short story prose books. His short stories, can they be prose? I guess they can now. Yes, prose is a style okay. of writing, not okay. the size. Okay. So, um, so, and then Colleen Duran actually illustrated it later, and she definitely illustrated it. It's beautiful. Uh, it's um, so the basis of the story is it's it's basically Snow White. Um, actually, it is Snow White. However, since it is Neil Gaiman, um, it has a lot of darkness and, and very much a horror twist to it. Uh, the, so the story in this of, of Snow White that that's, uh, takes place in this book is that um, the queen's 
um, the story is from the queen's perspective, who, and she marries the king um, and quickly discovers that her uh, new stepdaughter, who's basically, they never say her name is Snow White, but is Snow White, is a vampire. <laughs> and so, and after the king dies and it's assumed, and, um, and it's pretty obvious that it was by the hands of the daughter that the king dies, the queen sends her daughter out, um, her stepdaughter out into the woods um, and is pursued by those tasked to rip her heart out and return it to the queen. So the, the task is done by, by the huntsman, you know, as, as the Snow White story goes. Um, and sh so the queen hangs the heart above her bed encased in garlic, but the story is definitely not over yet because the heart seems to still be beating, even though it's been ripped out of Snow White's chest. So the story goes on from there. It's a very, it's a very erotic story as well. Um, and the, um, the art is, the, there's hardly any panels used in the artwork. It's all like one page, like page full illustrations. And they use like trees and like, and like people's heads and stuff like that to kind of break up the, the, the story so that you still can get action on the page. Um, it's, it has very much a, like a 15th, 16th century art look to it. So it's, it's just gorgeous to look at. I mean, it's even if you don't want to read it, it's, it's beautiful. Um, and so um, it was an Eisner Award winner in the 19th century. Uh, or not 19th century. Oh, my God. I was about to say, do we have the Eisners back then? <laughs> it, was, it was Eisner Award winner in 2019. That's completely which different. Was, which might feel like it was the 19th century back then, the way, the way time is going. But no. But yeah, like, um, it's just... 19th century vampire. But yeah, it's um, it's really well drawn. Uh, definitely, it's, it, it comes in a tiny little hardcover um, edition that it's it looks a lot thinner than it really oh, I've is seen that yeah. So, yeah yeah i definitely um recommend it. it looks really good on the shelf as well so i recommend checking it out oh i guess next i'm up on next. List. hi yeah. um i'm actually still in the throes of illness so i've physically taken a knee by where we're recording so i'm <laughs> off screen so i apologize um and i have to and i have to be by the fan because i feel like i'm over it's just i'm a fucking mess anyway so First of all, I'd like to say I am very upset that no one told me that there is a literal guide to how to read comics. This is my bad. <laughs> I apologize. I've never read it, so I have I've no never clue. Read it either, yeah. There is a I book. I think I own it and have read it. <laughs> yeah. I, I own it and haven't read it. <laughs> I've heard of it and haven't read it. <laughs> Scott McCloud wrote a book called Understanding Comics, the Invisible Art. Um, it's a William Morrow publication, and it delves into the history, to the styles of comics. Um, it goes, it describes like panel style up and everything i have not read it um i have a, a copy on hold at my local barnes and nobles i can pick up later but um it looks really good i think that this style of book especially since i consider myself a student above lots of things so for me personally or for anybody trying to get into something that they're not used to uh and maybe be more like have more of an academic approach to it i really appreciate something like this so um when brian brought this up to my attention i mean like i was playfully upset but like yeah i'm super <laughs> excited to read it because it's literally something that i had wished was around just because 
I think like many different hobbies or things and likes that we all get into at whatever point in our life were, you know, I'm the type of person that when I'm taking a lecture, I'll raise my hand and I'll be like, oh, I don't know the definition of that word. Can you explain it to me? Like, I'm that type of person. Whereas people in my classroom will be like, I hate you because you could have just Googled this. And I'm like, no, I need to hear like someone else explain it to me before I can just deep dive into Google and try to research it myself. So the fact that there's a book that kind of does that for me, I'm really stoked about. I'm really excited to read. And I don't know if it will be helpful, but I'm excited to even attempt it. So I'm going to try it. I'm excited for you. It'll offer, you. if nothing yeah. else, some history and some con uh, context. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll have you explain everything to us uh, next. Oh, since, give me a fucking yeah, whiteboard. We know it all, but we yeah. <laughs> give me a whiteboard and like a laser pointer and I'll, I'll do my lectures again. I'm really good at that. Nice. So yeah. Yeah, perfect. We, we we think we know comics, but we've never read the book on comics. Exactly. I know, so, guys. So, right. It's very cool, though. So definitely interested, and in also hearing what you have to say about it when once you read it. Yeah, totally. Okay. Well, Darcy, I guess you you are next, and bring in. Um, I am doing. I was going to do a Gumroad book, but uh, I I landed. I discovered. Uh this book so i'm switching mm -hmm. um i'm doing uh kai by queenu which is a you can find it on tapas or webtoons uh it's kind of just what your preferred website is yeah. what your preferred medium if you have one app downloaded over the other if you have one signed up over the other i prefer webtoon uh so that's kind of where i prefer to read it um Kai is a story uh it takes place in 1986. It's a story about a young kid who's in high school and they are from Hawaii. Uh you don't know it initially but like their parents die and so they go to live with their aunt who's in New Jersey and their aunts I think like in marketing or something some very like she's very you know like 1986 tough businesswoman kind of thing you know like the stereotype of that uh but she's got this kid that she's taking care of now so the, it starts with them moving out to the suburbs and them moving into this new life uh, and they meet the neighbors and the neighbor is this very attractive um young Italian guy with his Italian family and they've never met Hawaiians and so but there's not really a culture class everybody's super friendly and like they're sharing food and it's nice and fun and then they go to high school and it's all like high school stuff it's very heartwarming very slice of life the art is gorgeous it's adorable Kai has this fantastic curly wonderful hair that I just want to play with and, and Kai puts flowers in their hair it's wonderful uh Kai gets a bit made fun of because it's the 1980s and you have to have very stereotypical 1980s bullying because why not <laughs> why set it in the 80s if you don't have Goonies bullying right yeah um so it's like oh hey boy why are you wearing flowers on your shirt boy kind of that stuff because you know you're in the locker room and it's the 80s um we're not too far in at this point we're only three chapters or three episodes depending on what place you're in um but it, it's moving forward fantastically again the colors are just 
gorgeous on this. Uh, there's been one bonus episode where they go to, um, I can't remember what Queenu calls it. It's, it's a theme park. Um, it's fake Disney World, you know, and they're <laughs> children. Uh, so it's a flashback uh, and it's equally adorable. So it's just this adorable, adorable story that's slice of life and i'm really really enjoying it uh kai is uh the reason why i fell on it is kai is demi um so anybody under the ace umbrella if i find it i'll read it because ace stories are so rare um the 1986 setting was kind of surprising <laughs> i didn't expect it to be set in the 80s because that's not very usual for this kind of story but the stereotypical 80s bullying is sending me it's so funny <laughs> uh, very amusing but I, I really like it the coloring i just adore um yeah I, i'm really enjoying it so far awesome it looks sounds really good, good. it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. super cute oh I think we have five excellent uh, spotlights this week. No, oh, even including mine, I have to. <laughs> well, it's by Neil Gaiman. You didn't like, <laughs> swing for the fences. Exactly. <laughs> I, I kind of went with the easy one, but but yeah, um, yeah, these all all look excellent, and you you're all costing me money because I'm <laughs> except for Darcy because mine's I'm, free. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, excellent. Okay, well, um, we can go ahead and move on to the main course then, uh, if you're all ready, uh, which is uh, The Many Deaths of Layla Star by Ram V, uh, Felipe Andrade, uh, Inez Amaro, and, and World Design, uh, published by Boom Studios. So this was my choice this week. Um, I've had, ever since I read the first issue, I was planning on, on doing this as soon as, as the, uh, the series was over, which was about a week, maybe two, it was like two weeks ago, I guess now, as of now. And um, so it just happened to be also the last episode. And I figured get as, as um, do, do, do something that I'm hoping everyone likes if we're gonna have as many guests on this, on this episode um, that, that we do. So um, I really also, at the same time, I was thinking about last night, I kind of got a sense of dread that I really hope I didn't overhype it. Well, I guess we'll find out in a few minutes once we all start talking about it. But uh, advanced apologies if I ruined it for anyone by overhyping it. <laughs> but I'll get into the, uh, into the story real quick here. Um, the, um, so basically the God of Death is fired from their job via downsizing due to a human named Darius who would be discovering the, the, um, the cure to mortality um, is born. So um, at the same time, a young girl at a party, she mysteriously falls out of a high-rise building. Um, death awakens in this new person's, uh, in this newly dead person's body and discovers that the name of the person who once inhabited her body was named Layla Starr. Um, so we're gonna call her Layla going forward here. Um, so Layla, she um, finds the new, newly born Darius and is about to kill him. Like she had, she has millions of other souls because she's literally death. Um, but this time, because she's in a mortal body and she and she's now experiencing mortal feelings, um, is not able to kill a little baby, which is nice. It's good. <laughs> and so she she then is chased out of the hospital by guards and is hit by a truck, um, which which would not be her last death, hence the name Mini Death of Layla Star. Um, she's brought back to life 
again by her love, uh, Prana, the, uh, the god of life. Um, however, it's many years after her recent death. So this becomes a cycle in, in the story where um, she, she runs a, a kind of uh, simultaneously with Darius during various parts of Darius's life and then experience a tragic death and then has to kind of be resurrected and then experience another part of Darius's life until the end of his life. Um, so, so through countless deaths, uh, love, cigarettes, and conversations uh, with everything from crows to an old Chinese temple, uh, Layla, the former god of death, uh, begins to learn that living really is as what what living really is, as well as the mortality of all things. So, that's my description. So. What, what possibly did... the best synopsis we've yeah. ever had absolutely congratulations that was the most succinct brief <laughs> but gave a complete overview i'm I, I have never been more proud to be your wife <laughs> i'll Ouch. just go on air and say no i mean like really this is this is good i made our dog come to us <laughs> even our dog is so excited no no that was that was really good really okay proud. well well, what did you guys all think of this as I pensively wait to hear your answers? Yes, can go first. I got to, please, ladies, first. <laughs> oh, I loved oh. it. Sorry. I loved it. I love everything Ram V does, but um, I especially loved it. I'd been buying it all along, and then because I didn't start reading it when issue one came out, I just thought, I'll just wait till it all arrives and then read it all in one go. And I... Well, I I really loved it. I think it's uh it's a very special comic, um, and the art's great, the style's great, the fact that it's clearly referencing uh mythology that isn't uh one that I know off the top of my head. I don't really feel like I want to. I mean, I know I could go research it, but I kind of just like it being there. It's just yeah. like it, it's just nice that uh. It's a comic where I can just take it for face value for what it is, or I can go into it further. Um, but it all makes sense. It's incredibly poetic mm-hmm. in the language, in the lesson, and it doesn't feel clumsy in what it's trying to tell you at the end. Yeah, um, and 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 I, I I think I mentioned to to all of you that I had ended up teary-eyed both times and it wasn't definitely because of sadness it was more just how the resolution and like the how Layla kind of and the story grows just and and the kind of the final hours of Darius you know that just kind of gets me somehow <laughs> so so and I I thought it was one of the uh most organic ways to write time jumps into your comics oh when you yeah, have definitely. so few issues yeah it's it's a good excuse because she's literally dead. During yeah, this. and to and she, but but the, you know, but to say like she died sixteen years ago, you know, like yeah. she's yeah. now resurrected again. But now we can go into a different part of Darius's life. Yeah, it was really seamless. You're right. That yeah. was a really nice transition that they did on those. It was almost cinematic, in a way. Yeah. Um, I read this all yesterday, and I did not have the emotional. I cry at lots. I cry at lots of things. So when Brian said that, I was like super prepared to be very upset. Um, I did not have that type of reaction to it. I am not, and I don't think this is anything about the writing. Like the the more I think about it, I have a really hard time 
with very small fonts digitally. And so I think for a lot of the book, I had to physically enlarge it. And so it took something out of the reading process for me. Um, It took me out of the story a lot of the times when I have to like do the little finger thing and make it bigger so I can read it. So I think I didn't have maybe the like emotional reaction that Brian was like really excited for me to have. And so we were talking about this last night and I'm like, it's good. I just didn't feel the pull that I was expecting. So I will chalk it up to at this point, I'm emotionally exhausted. Plus the physical aspect of having to enlarge it did not do it for me the way I was hoping. And it's a really good story. It's just, I was pulled out of the story so often because of having to enlarge it myself. I know that sounds really stupid, but I think if I had maybe this in physical print, I would have been in the story the complete time and would have felt the emotions more greatly or would have like loved the story more because I would have been so much more involved. And I mean, it's really good. I'd like, I'm actually gonna give myself like a couple of months and then when I'm happier, I'll read it again and see how it goes. The, the physical copy should be out by then as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll, definitely I'll definitely get it in trade or something because but I'd like to read it again. Absolutely. The ease of reason, reading can definitely skew how you feel yeah. about a book. And, and like, even though you know it was a good story, I can totally see not being 100% emotionally invested because of all the, the work it took for you to read this book. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Richard, Richard, do you want to go next? I don't know how to say this. No, I, I, Brian just overhyped it. I really dislike this book. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm messing with you. No, okay. Book's okay. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. <laughs> You're going to make Brian have a breakdown. <laughs> no, no. no, no. I, we read like the first issue around the first, the same time. The first issue in particular, like, it's rare that it's been a while since something just hits the ground running and just drew me in. Like I, I, I'm in that world. I'm experiencing it like just so quickly. And like Rebecca was saying, like it's a pantheon of gods that I don't really have context for. It's a locale that I don't have much context for, but it's so engrossing that like it just really took me there. But no, the book was fabulous. I love in each issue had there's a different familiar, the ghost in the first issue, the crow in the second, the the Chinese temple, like that was fun. Just, I mean, I, 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 I gush over, it's a beautiful book. And it's just, you know, watching Layla, you know, this goddess of death, like just kind of having no context of what life is is as each issue goes by she just kind of appreciates life more like i'm it it starts out as a as a murder mission and it's just kind of like oh being human ain't that bad oh i had this experience this time oh i had this experience that time and then when you get to the last issue she's like i don't know why i'm doing this i don't have the same motivations that i did coming into this but i just still feel compelled to be here but you know just it's a fabulous read yeah, no, it, 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 and you know, the, the way you were describing right now, it actually made me realize something that her experiences, if you think about it, they're almost the experiences of mortality of life, because even mm-hmm. in, the, in the middle of the story, um, where, you know, a, a regular human being would be in their 20s, um, that's like, that's like her hedonistic period. 
where she's mm-hmm. experiencing like food and sex and cigarettes and you know like doing everything that makes her feel good and so like and then she gets more introspective the older she gets and and she's basically a senior you know like an older person in the fifth issue you know as well in her in her perspective of life right so, yeah so thank you you your description actually really kind of opened that up to me like i realized that she was basically growing as a as a human as well <laughs> that's pretty cool that's another uh onion uh skin on this uh on the story definitely all right well, one of the things i do like is um i don't know why i have a nostalgia for cigarette smoking <laughs> yes and I wasn't a smoker, but it's just, it was something that was ubiquitous growing up and now you never see it. And like, yeah. anytime I see it, it just kind of brings me like a weird nostalgic joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's kind of like, uh, and, and I'm guessing that's also probably different in different uh, parts of the world. I'm sure. Like, <laughs> at, at what point it became sort of like socially less acceptable. Right, and right, right. When the, when the split between men smoking, women smoking, um changed and things like that um I love that issue because it just it gave me fond memories of my sort of late teens early 20s and I loved every interaction she had with Darius throughout the the thing because they were all like it was almost like she was she was helping him each time despite this sort of mission Uh like theoretically being to like try trying to kill him yeah by the third issue oh sorry oh no go, go ahead no, I was going to say, by the third issue, I was like, is she going to accidentally create the immortality for him? Because she was kind of guiding his path everywhere he yeah. went. Yeah, I, I was gonna, that's exactly what I was going to say, that she's almost responsible for this thing that she's trying to prevent, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But, but before we get in further, Darcy, what did you think as well? I really liked it. I guess, unlike you guys, uh, I felt like I had some context for the religious elements, not good context. Uh, A lot of the fantasy writers I used to read as a kid, white fantasy writers, uh, thought they could write about gods from not their culture. (laughs) Like it's one of those co-opting things that a lot of white fantasy writers do. They pull from cultures that aren't their cultures, appropriation, we're aware of that. Uh, And one of the ones people like to do is from India so that's kind of one of the reasons I like reading Ram V stuff is you feel like it's authentic because it is mm-hmm. um and so it was more interesting because it's not one of those like reverent things it feels more natural it feels more interesting it feels like playful and fun um and so I really enjoyed that aspect of it because it feels interesting it feels like doing something that uh, is completely different than what I grew up with the fantasy novels that I grew up with that did that mm-hmm. weird now incredibly problematic and cringy stuff that I'm aware of that I wasn't when I was like you know 10 11 12 uh, when I was reading that um, so that's interesting and I found that incredibly enjoyable uh, on that element I, another thing is uh, as I read it, it it felt to bring Neil Gaiman back into it there were a lot of like good omens kind of moments mm-hmm. uh, that whole influencing the kid to become what they are kind of thing um, but it plays out very differently the narrator issue like there there was a lot of elements that I was like this seems a lot like good omens but sorry to Neil Gaiman better (laughs) Uh, it it felt to me 
like a better version of that, like the character of, of Lila, the character of death was more interesting, almost more authentic. The fact that she, I, I, I don't know, I just, I liked it more. Um, it, not, not that I'm saying it was the same thing or anything like that. It's just, I, I felt elements of that. And so I felt connections in that way. Um, like Richard was saying, the, the avatars that she got in each one, the temple, I really loved the, the, the carrion crow that mm -hmm. helped with the death mm -hmm. rituals. I loved that issue specifically. Um, I do have connections with cigarettes, both my aunt smoke. Uh, I lived in Thailand for years and everybody smokes in Thailand, still men, especially. Um, so that's still a thing. And like seeing people smoke was kind of like, you know, not really unusual for me, but seeing people smoke is, is comfortable for me. Um, so there was a lot there. The colors were fantastic. I love mm, seeing yeah. a book with dynamic and, um, contrary colors. The cigarette book is one of those that, um, really stands out because it was very neon, very bright, very, uh, hypnotic. Uh, I loved that issue just for the colors alone. Uh, it almost, it got a little bit more natural as the book went on, but the cigarette issue was very much one that you would look at. And I think would be off-putting to a lot of people, especially going back to uh, map of the sun where people hated that book just for the colors. People are stupid. Uh, <laughs> I think people probably hated the cigarette issue for the colors. Uh, if you like read people would be like, oh, I don't know about the colors, but I loved that book just for the <laughs> colors. Yeah. And um, I don't know if it was computer graphics or like how this was accomplished, but the way the smoke looks in those in those stories and that, yeah. that issue is is fantastic. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just it, it was otherworldly, which and which the the word bubbles were good too for yeah. the cigarette oh, definitely. smoke. Yes. Yeah, they were great. <laughs> in your case, and then the way that the you know, like everything kind of has that that uh, extra knowledge um, that you don't expect everyone to have but i think i think you guys agree or disagree the rest of the, the the book except for issue three is narrated by the god of life right is that that's the vibe i got i don't know if that's true or not but in issue three when there's a flashback um and the cigarette's like what you're wondering why i would know about this well i was kissed by death and that gives you certain powers you know like, so there's like there's even explanation i thought that was the i thought the the cigarette was narrating that one yeah yeah, 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 that's, yeah that's how I, oh, yeah. yeah and then and then the the temple was narrating it's was, it the, was it the temple that was okay yeah. so, it was the so, temple i think so yeah. yeah so was it just the god of life that was the was only narrating the first one then because i know yeah. that yeah okay but well, yeah, I, I, oh, that I didn't catch it the first time I read through this, but the second time, when, when, um, when, when Prana, the the god of life and um, and death, are talking, and she's, and then he basically says, "Without you, I'm I'm meaningless." Yeah, and because because yeah. he's obviously in love with her, but then at the yeah. same time, it has a different perspective of meaning because what what is life without death? You know, like right, exactly, right. yeah. yeah. So you have to have an ending to have a beginning that matters. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was like, that, that's actually really cool. Uh, the got death, Layla, she's hot. 
she's I simultaneously yeah. want to be with her and to look like her like she's I just I loved her so much her her whole vibe the way that they drew her she's super I thought she was very attractive she had excellent hair the hair on top of um of her being hot but just uh (laughs) the whole vibe like the first issue when she's sitting on the on the window Mm -hmm. like as a dude that is totally the girl that I would want to talk to the most (laughs) yeah yeah terrified to talk to right I just feel like Who's that goddess over there sitting in the window that I'm not going to speak to? Because no, <laughs> that's terrifying. Yeah. But yeah. No, no. No, her whole vibe throughout the entire arc of, or the story, the series is really, Definitely. it's so, it's so amazing. <laughs> and like, like in the third issue when she's at a different part, at the different party and she's making out with that girl and literally just stops and is like, starts talking to Darius. He <laughs> yeah. doesn't even know that, that that's the person that she's, yeah. that she's trying right. to find. You know, that's just her personality, the way she is. Yeah, she's like, she's okay, cool. I'm, I'm kissing now. I'm, hey, you know, <laughs> you're smoking my cigarette, you know, like, yeah. So I liked her as 80s businesswoman death. Too. Oh, yes. Yes. The, the whole the whole um way that the after like the the other world like the of uh, the god world is is uh basically a a multi high-rise building like uh, in the clouds essentially and it's a corporate kind of a corporate feel to it it's just fantastic and also, then in oh good no i was gonna say on the other side you would think that like death and the guy at the top would meet more often like like it seemed like they hadn't had a meeting yeah. in, yeah. in yeah. millennia <laughs> and it was just like something as important as death you would think that like there'd be a a zoom meeting just more <laughs> more often well, than she's not she's busy right? exactly yeah and, and she's, she's a workaholic you know she really likes her job i will say that i don't remember what issue it was but when maybe it was the first one when they're showing um the first deceased person and it does a close-up of uh, the panel does a close-up of their toes tied together mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I i follow um quite a few death doulas on instagram and they'll talk about the different um like rituals within their own cultures and um i had just learned what the toe tying meant and it's all about like spirit vibrational resonance where you cannot fully enter the next life if your body is not complete like your spirit's not complete and the way to complete your spirit and I'm doing a very washed out version of explaining so I I apologize but the way that your spirit becomes fully like ready to transfer is that your whole body is connected and the way that we connect our body is by touching our two toes and so when I saw that I thought that was like I had just learned it so I was like oh I know what that means like that's really cool like it was nice to see like as someone who's not part of that culture like wanting like maybe wanting to know more and then like recognizing something that I had just learned and I was like oh that's really cool I know what that means like it's it felt very complete reading that because it's like yeah this is the the book like Darcy had mentioned earlier is like not 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 authentic which was really nice to see because you don't, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to read somebody else's version of, you know, yeah. of that. So it was really cool to see that. And I think a lesser writer, especially because, because he's obviously writing this for Western audiences and a lesser writer would have like 
total exposition dumped like this is what the hindu religion is and these are the customs of the mm-hmm. yeah. you know? yes and 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 so and just like the visuals and and felipe and adrande is is from portugal and he just nails the visuals as well and just kind of just makes it you know easy for the reader who might not be familiar with like with hindu customs and india and customs of india you know like it nails you know well yeah you don't i think there's some universals you don't have to understand death customs to understand death you don't have to understand exactly a person's individual religious customs to understand faith like yeah i mean and there's so many um i mean even going back to the good omens thing but there's so many things in sort of um just general cultural things about gods of life and death Mm -hmm. um however they come across i mean like you know we've all read them in fully thousands of different ways so this was just like one that you know is rooted in something and right like while you can use it as then a jumping off point you don't have to to enjoy the comic yeah so and I think that's an interesting balance is like it's there for you if you do want to sort of go and and familiarize yourself with it but you don't have to and I was just it was just nice to see it just presented differently but from that universal truth of knowing about death and and also the story that like how it plays out in the end I thought was Mm -hmm. um it wasn't where I was expecting it to go but I think it made it work perfectly as a mini series like Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how it would have like it was very satisfying so I don't really want to say too much about the ending but I just think that it wasn't where I expected it to go even by issue four um and I I there's there's always something nice about when someone can tell a story that way um where like you can see there's some different ways it can go but the final issue was still still had a lot in it that wasn't just tying up a story exactly i mean it introduces even new characters in the fifth in the last issue yeah. and yeah and you know it's 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 well contained everything is is definitely well put together um and sorry oh oh no 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 worries go if you and explanations were there where you needed them to be like with the crow like that's something that a lot of cultures might not necessarily have so the crow explained who they were like carrying crows carry souls that's all you need to know that'll Mm -hmm. explain how this how that story ends in that book that's all you need to know i can take you to a funeral i can take you away at the end of the book we're good that that uh the when the co- crows carry her away at the end of the book i'm like oh that's that, that that's just perfect symmetry like i was just like oh yeah this is like like it's, it's one of those things that like it, it was like Chekhov's gun they gave you that information at the beginning and it was like yeah. wait for it wait for it then you get the last page you're like perfection yeah <laughs> and, and she doesn't even realize what's going right. on she's like oh you saved my life she's like i'm a carrying crow nope. i carry souls <laughs> i'm like she's like oh shit i died <laughs> yeah and i um, wanted to uh, oh, go ahead Please right after you. Oh no, I was just gonna mention really quick about um one of the cool things I, I noticed when it came to like cultures and death and everything like that is the use of marigolds um in a lot of like when they were doing like the funeral, um, like when they were showing the dead bodies and they and they were all prepared for for moving on to the next life. And they also mentioned marigolds as well. Um, that's marigolds are also used. Oh, heavily in like Mexican and as well as South American um, like culture when it comes to to death and so I thought that was really interesting that 
the same type of flower and even like I um like kind of the same I, I don't know if marigolds come in different colors but the same even like style of, of marigold is used in two different cultures that you would just not think ever met and so it's kind of Indian cool culture moved really far so you've got Indian like Theravada Buddhism's what's practiced in Southeast Asia mm -hmm. but you also have like Indian curries uh eaten variations on Indian curries eaten in uh you know like the Caribbean and that's um the well you've got like the spice trade yes. um Silk Road with Britain owning a lot of shit uh and the slave trade such a weird thing to spread through different two different cultures you know like um because i was thinking of coco the the another good movie or uh medium about, about oh that. i thought you meant like as in chocolate i'm always thinking about coco that's my book coco, this time one time coco the movie um you know and, and and how they had like the marigold um like bridges and everything and mm -hmm. so so yeah and like, so that kind of brought two things i love about death together so if you want me to cry what make me watch the end of coco it'll get me every time I have yeah. literally, I've still not watched it because everyone's like, you'll cry so much. And I'm like, I can't do it. You love it though. You love it though. I know. Coco looks out so sad. Coco came out. When Brian was living in Texas and we were living separately. So he went to go see it by himself. I refused to see it. So he went to go see it and he calls me after the movie and he's bawling and i'm like oh my god what's wrong She's like, like what's are you okay about? and then he was just like i watched the movie and it reminded me of my family because like you know whatever like he reminded him of us and this then is, he, yeah and this is because we were already living apart but... jerry's family is more my family <laughs> yeah. i gotta stop talking about it i'm gonna cry right now yeah. <laughs> i i have yet to watch it i saw like um i had to do something for one of my students and i needed um a youtube clip so i picked Disney Pixar because the kiddo likes Pixar. So Coco came up the song, the Remember Me song. Oh. And I, my eyes. Yeah, I have heard the song and I've cried during the song. So now <laughs> I can't do it. My eyes, like my eyes were already welling to. with tears. And I was like, we gotta change this. We gotta change this. Yeah. Well, and I we was, gotta get Darcy and Carrie in the same room and they yeah. can like hold each other after they have a good cry. <laughs> oh see, Carrie and I both love Frida Kahlo. And Frida Kahlo has one of the best scenes ever in that in that movie. <laughs> yeah, so it's really I've good. been trying to find a clip of that on on YouTube. Maybe I'll, I'll just put it on Disney Plus and just play that part for, for Carrie, <laughs> so she can see that part. It's not that part's not sad. Okay. It's, it's funny. Well, I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, back to the book. Um, so, really quick, um, the art style of of uh, of this of this book, I love the exaggerated limbs. Mm. and especially mm -hmm. in issue two with the um the guy that the helper um person and that also kind of gets into the whole caste system of india yeah. as well and so yeah like, yeah. yeah and, and like parents were and, and even yeah and even <laughs> later when when darius is older and he says i thought he was a god and the way he's drawn he's drawn very godlike you know yeah. like so i i just i thought that i love the limbs i love how everything just is is so expressive yeah, well, no, that I was, was pick, oh sorry go ahead no i was actually going to piggyback on a point of yours earlier darcy with the art and what brian was just saying about the art it's so evocative like um i i like to always think about comics like oh what would 16 year old me think like you know when i was <laughs> first getting into <laughs> comics and i was in love with it 
And, you know, now with books, you know, there's preview pages. Like, we always know what's coming out each week. But those covers, like, I just think about me walking into the comic book shop, not on a Wednesday, not knowing what new books are in. And just those covers are transfixing. The color scheme is transfixing. And I feel like um, Boom knew that they had a hit on their hands. Because if you have the physical copies, they're beautiful cardstock. You know, they spent extra money on the paper. They knew that they had a special book right there. And just everything about the art and the presentation reflects it. And I think think it's interesting, like you were saying, that you've got somebody who's... uh, not Indian doing this art and capturing kind of a, a an Indian look very well because mm. uh, those the 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 look of the characters remind me so much of there was a temple in um, in Phuket that was an Indian Buddhist temple and not a Thai Buddhist temple and there was art in there that was done by like uh, Indian artist and it kind of like the human characters look like that and so it was like it, it it seemed to me like this this really fantastic I mean it's it's comic book art obviously not religious art it's very much comic but comic book art but like the human figuring of it like that that characterization of people uh it felt very much like there was this really good capturing of India in that, even though um, Mm -hmm. he's not Indian and it was very well done. I have to assume like Ramvi chose him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Definitely some, some good, some good core, you know, collaboration there. And um, uh, the very wry humor as well in the story, because we are dealing with, with death, and and they can be very very dark and, and sad but there's this kind of humor that kind of comes along through the entire thing um from either like the familiars or even how Layla kind of like interacts with humanity you know like everything's kind of quirky I, I, I this like is something intrinsically funny about her dying a lot I mean yeah. like <laughs> that, that you know, like it just it's just and, and also the close the close misses with Darius. There's just like so there's a lot of humor built into it. Like yeah, when when uh, when Prana tells um Layla that it's like, you know who was at the party, right? And she's like, Yeah, oh that's who I was talking to. No, <laughs> yeah. constantly. Yeah. Oh crap, I missed him. What yeah. she's really not very good at like this. Uh, yeah, mission. exactly. Yeah. She's she's the god of death and she's really good at dying. <laughs> you know? Her she's almost god killing of... a baby is funny. When, she's when... not the she, yeah, <laughs> she's not the god of detectives. Exactly. No. The hitting by the bus is just kind of fun, like slapstick yeah. yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And, and she becomes like an urban legend, like in, in like where this the the person who yeah. died to come back alive and then die again in the same But day. it's I mean, but, but honestly, that's also like a bit of a uh, emotional valve. Yes. Because mm-hmm. you set up this thing where you know you're gonna sort of like laugh at this death because it's right. gonna be one of yeah. yeah. And it's just sure. like so 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 for all the emotion that that could theoretically build up in some some issues more than others, but you just have that that thing at that outlet at the end that you kind of like um you know like Paddington 2 we're all in wells of tears and they come up with the end credit sequence clearly done as genius to make sure you are not sobbing as you leave the cinema <laughs> and it's the kind of the same it's the same kind of thing is like you know like for each of these issues you're you're very into it and then there's this very like clear coda of have yeah. a laugh and now we're going to move on to the next chapter yeah 
yeah ex- exactly even like like issue four with the um the temple and the temple is obviously like that's heartbreaking how how the temple feels about everything and then even though you know and then she dies in a flood i mean and it's the same thing yeah and, it's and more almost reaction. off screen yeah yes. exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she's like but i was there and it's like well no one cared no one yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly and that, that's just another you know perspective of of life sometimes is like you live your life and no one even notices you you know so that's too deep um so there was right a now. there was a joke payoff that i didn't catch the first time when i was reading each issue individually but when i read it all collectively as one um in the beginning when when she's getting fired she's like i'm inevitable i'm like she's like uh, she's like even like me you know and i'm sure taxes still has their corner office you know because yeah. that's the another that she just wants my corner office yeah and then in, in issue yeah. five they yeah they never show taxes but they show taxes at the end she's like yeah, yeah she's jealous. she was jealous yeah. she wanted my office <laughs> yeah that's so. funny so yeah i i thought that was pretty good taxes yeah. was and, and also good, very attractive yes. yes yeah definitely play on and just a good play on the uh it, the inevitability of uh, death and taxes. Right. Just a nice little payoff of that as well. Exactly. And they're the rivals because they're both the, the things that everyone can depend on. One kind of little plot hole, if we want to be critical of the book, who's killing people in all this time between With when no she gets death. fired? Yeah. Right. She gets fired, but then we see uh, Darius's wife die. We see uh, the worker die. And I'm like, who's doing all this death? She keeps dying. Yeah, yeah. she keeps dying. Um, and, and then also... Oh, um, while she's Layla. She keeps dying. Darius's friend um, in the pillow factory. Yes. Yeah, it's... Yeah, like, yeah, that, that was a question I had, too. So it's almost like... Almost it like a commentary be, that her job is, wasn't even necessary. It could be disorganized death. Because mm-hmm. if you think, to, I don't know enough, again, like my understanding of Indian mythology is through white people so i don't really understand it but like other types of mythology the god of death like sorts souls doesn't necessarily take souls the the who Mm. take souls are like the crows the crows are still there doing crow jobs they're still taking souls the god of Mm. death sorts souls into where does the soul go does the soul go into heaven or hell or does it stay into limbo right um so right now probably what you have are the crows bringing in souls and like these souls are fucked and they're not being sorted properly possibly i don't understand indian uh mythology so do not quote me on this i don't know how the god of death works at <laughs> no all. no you've become the authority darcy, no, darcy, no, no. The authority. darcy. <laughs> but like in some mythologies and other mythologies maybe uh, it's like maybe it's like in in certain companies not naming any names when, <laughs> oh, someone, when someone leaves <laughs> And they decide and I work together. They decide (laughs) not to replace them. Jesus. But to let other people do their role. Everyone else. Someone's duties is being uh, So so taxes taxes is now taking care of death. Maybe they're all doing like maybe they're all taking one day a week to do the death role, you know, like possibly. Everybody's taking on a little bit of the sorting of souls. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If there's a god of, of like of wine and partying, 
then I want them to take care of the day that, that yeah. I did. Yeah, maybe somebody, maybe somebody wasn't doing much. Maybe a crow got promoted. Yeah. You know what? Like by the time you, it really won't matter to you. So like, yeah. Maybe like, all of them are fired. just floating. Yeah, maybe everybody is just floating around limbo, and that's right. better. Than yeah, just hell. hanging out. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Been fired. Who's picking up their, her workload? Well, yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly my point. So another interesting th- thing, and like, um, I think that honestly, it was written there on purpose, to, in or in case Ron V ever wants to do like a, a supplemental story to this. Maybe that doesn't take place after, but it takes place maybe during the story. Who's doing death job? <laughs> well, that could be one and two. Layla mentioned she died six times. So I count if you count when Layla the original Layla dies. I count mm-hmm. five. I count the window, the 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 bus, the getting drowned, the fire, the the flooding, and that's it. Right? So there are a couple times she, she dies and doesn't meet Darius. E- exactly. And so I'm wondering, so I would like to see, I wonder if he did that on purpose where we didn't see every death of hers. You know, so we're going to actually see, you know, maybe we'll get a, a different story later where she, you know, you get a two, two, the other two deaths, essentially. Yeah, it could be, or it could just be one of those things where it's like, like kind of hearkening back to what, I forget who said it right now, but like that not every, not every death is spectacular. You know, yeah. not every death is remembered. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just unfortunately die and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you, in the first, say the first episode, in the first issue, when they're talking about the death of the girl who fell from the window like they said that she was an orphan and was in university but like she had no one else she Mm. relied on the kindness of strangers to kind of like be her friends and hang out with her so and she even in her death it was strangers who were asking about her so I think that's part of the inevitability of death is that not everyone has somebody who cares for them at the at any point in their life including then true so some deaths just aren't that important to and, some people and no one knew really how she died either yeah yeah sorry yeah, i like, feel like i brought it down a notch did she push or did she jump <laughs> no not at all not Fine. Really. we're talking about death fun. <laughs> i mean like it's gonna happen when you're talking about death you know yeah. <laughs> or minor deaths yeah like yeah oh, you yeah. can Mine. die and then get brought back and then die again like the ghost was talking about true. oh yeah i yeah. loved the ghost the ghost was super yeah. cute i like how she possessed I the nurse it. Yes. Yeah. She's like, oh, even though it wasn't on like, screen, you know that the, that and, the, the ghost gave a thumbs up, like as the yeah. next. Like, and like a WWE chair shot with that hand. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That, it was so good. Yeah. And the fact that, like, and then the fact that she she's like, oh, are you, um, do you have un, unresolved issues? Is that why you're a ghost? She's like, no, I just like watching people die and come back to life. That's why I'm here. Yeah. You know? so, uh, yeah. That definitely has to do with the part of the dark humor of this whole thing you know kind of has that those kind of fun quirky moments okay things we didn't talk about and maybe we should because they're actually kind of important and we've completely avoided them Mm -hmm. but i guess maybe we're avoiding them for a reason are we avoiding the last book for a reason um i would say maybe like well, spoilers since, since, since this is a, a very new book very new i okay. would say that we we if we if we do brush upon it we brush upon it lightly where we don't okay yeah 
tell people go out there and read it. This book is fantastic. Okay. Yeah, like you are not <laughs> you are not gonna like uh, regret it if you, especially yeah. if you like any of his other stuff. Try to buy yeah. it physically if you have bad eyesight. Don't read it on <laughs> Comicsology. It was very hard for me. I'm glad. I'm really happy. unless you like Guided View, which I love Guided View. It does. Oh, I just had a, oh, okay. I just had a look on um the trades out in January for comic shops. Okay, oh, perfect. Oh, nice. February for bookshops, I think. So I am relieved. See, I, I, I can't do physical almost anymore. It hurts my eyeballs. Oh, really? Really? You, you're guided view all the time. Uh, I I have a pretty big screen um, uh, for my thing, so it's big enough for me on screen. It's actually bigger on my screen than it is in physical. I find mm-hmm. physical print is both too pale because it's not as bright as my screen, and often the print's too small. Uh, so it's harder for me to read in physical than it is in digital. And then, you know, guided view pulls it up even bigger if I need a guided view. Nice. Yeah, uh, we're, we're reading on a, um, a 12-inch tablet that unfortunately won't even update the iOS, so I can't see the new Marvel Universe uh, or Marvel <laughs> U. Uh, That's not good. Yeah, we have to take it to the genius so bar. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting no Jeff Landshark comic right now. Which uh, that's not good. <laughs> Jeff the Landshark's fantastic. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. Um, well, on the last issue, I think one thing I, I liked how what Darius's job was. You know, like um, what, what what he was in the village. How he was the yeah, he was yeah. essentially. You know, I don't think this is a spoiler. He was basically like the life ringer of the of of the village and the taking in of strays that's the part if i was going to cry yeah. i was almost crying at with the, puppy? Was with the dog <laughs> yes sorry oh, not about humans yeah <laughs> with, with animals. but also at the same time i don't know about you but when if i i i'm assuming this is the way parents are as well is like when they see a dog like like in distress they automatically picture their own dog as in distress yeah, or their own kid like if it's a kid yeah. in distress Reaction. yeah and so I, I i saw johnny our dog like in that position i'm like oh, oh no johnny that. don't come back please. <laughs> okay all right well, um with darius's job i don't think um i think i lack the patience to be doing that difficult work that he has he was doing and have that box sitting on the shelf like the box could be in the house and i do the work without me using the box yes yeah exactly yeah. like yeah. like just i know me personally i'm like no that box would have to be with someone else because it can't be in the house me yeah. doing this difficult ass work and then just being like oh you know there's like, a lot of willpower there yeah. exactly and then at first that's what i thought when when the, when the first scenes happened i thought that's what what was going to be the reveal although was. to be fair i think i think like there's a certain thing of like if it can't help your family then you've already you've yeah. kind of it's already too late um, yeah he couldn't yeah, bring his I wife prefer, back. i prefer pets yeah. to family so well me too yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm there with you it's a like, horrible you know, thing to say i love my family i love my family no as well, no they've heard yeah. they've heard that they heard that original statement and immediately cut the pot yeah. <laughs> done <laughs> <laughs> i just that's, found that's out my cousin listened. <laughs> that's gonna be the poll quote that's the quote i'm putting in the video <laughs> i enjoy my pets more than my family <laughs> that's the name that's the name of the episode that's the name of the episode but no i appreciate it because like um you know i lost my mom when i was 11 yeah so you know i like if i if there's something i've done later in life then it would have just been like yeah it's too late yeah because didn't he discover the thing that he discovered 
post um his yeah. wife's death yes yeah, yeah. Yes. so exactly so it's like well what good and he even mentions that like it ruined he, his life yeah yeah so yeah because because it ruined the relationship with his son you know the discovering of it yeah so, yeah sorry to be clandestine hopefully clandestine enough for those who have already it's yet. not clandestine you I just know. answered the question there was already <laughs> one thing he was looking for <laughs> yeah. pretty oh, much. one thing pretty the book was about okay <laughs> really good well, Dolphin, come on it's, it's true, so really good not, <laughs> okay. so obvious. i'm going we're, to we're spoiled a little bit but maybe, little maybe bit. i will uh i'll, I'll put it i'll 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 chime in real quick before this yeah. and be like, hey, know. just so you know, I even though even though we didn't do it, I I myself successfully uh spoilered, spoiled everything. Spoilered? I love spoiling. Spoiler. I, spoiler I think everything. we I think we all did a little bit. Yeah. So well, so, maybe uh, not Darcy though. Like go back no, to Darcy held go, just just skip to two minutes, please. Okay. Wow. Uh, all right. Okay, so um all right. Well, you guys have any final thoughts or um I'll just say again, the colors were great in this book. It's mm -hmm. one of those things. Yeah. Ramvi's books always have really great colors, which is, I, I it's got to be something Ramvi's asking for. It has to be because all his books yeah. just have like the best colors. So it has to be something Ramvi's going out and saying, colors, please, for something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Or at least thinking about, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely something. His, uh, exactly. Collaborators. Exactly. There's <laughs> there's definitely a vision there, and I appreciate it. The stories are fantastic. Every time I just, I, I'm still not buying his copper pot newsletter or whatever but i really really <laughs> he, like his work he doesn't have he doesn't have a copper pot newsletter no. you'll be glad to know oh does he not no no, no he, he's he's teaming it. up with hickman um for hickman well i'm not doing that either yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um no um even yeah even like his swamp thing on dc is gorgeous and and even like catwoman and uh and his justice league dark stuff you know the, it's all beautiful to look at so yeah i think you're right i think he probably emphasizes that he needs to have good art and good colors on mm -hmm. on what he does and yeah these seven shores is one of the most beautiful books i've ever uh, read absolutely and and blue blue and green as well was, was oh awesome. god mm -hmm. it made so, me want to start playing the flute again yeah <gasps> carrie just started playing violin so yes maybe i'll have her there you go we can have a band oh yes, my god exactly. yes. sounds good all right okay well um so we would normally have uh a um a round table at the end here but uh, actually we're we're gonna phase out the round table next season we're gonna be doing something else different you'll find out but um so but i want to just ask so what we do at the end of every season is we all say what our favorite book was of a main course what what book what main course was our favorite during the uh during this last uh 10 episodes and since since rebecca richard you guys were not on the last 10 episodes uh i've kind of extended it to what was your favorite book that you've read like in the last like three months and it doesn't have to be independent it could be marvel and dc as well you know so <laughs> because because i know you guys are both more big big two readers too and i do appreciate coming on the indie pop podcast to talk about indie comics so we can talk a little Marvel DC. Do you guys want to think was, about it? You guys want to think about yeah. it first, or yeah. I so, Carrie, Darcy, or or do you want me to go first? Darcy. 
I will go first um, because I want to steal this before anybody takes it. Uh, <laughs> because I have a feeling it's going to be up for contention and it's fine if everybody takes it. Uh, yeah. Andy Poe, and I think that's obvious uh, by yeah. Shingen Core. Um, I, I think we read a lot of good books this season, um, but Andy Poe, I think, is far and away. I, I liked this book today obviously but i think far and away auntie poe is my favorite i think it's one i would give to people above anything else i think it just like it's one i think about out of nowhere it is magical it's educational it's um the art was just fantastic it's a shingen core book which means i'm inclined to like it before anything else um and i i just i i adored that book so uh generally if we have a shingen core book i'm gonna like it above anything else so it's kind of i'm a little bit biased but it it was a really fantastic book and um i cried during half of it so that also helps it yeah no that's a great choice definitely i think um, that the this that book and and this one are my top two favorite books that have come out this year so far, and and I haven't decided which one's number one yet, but I know that those two are are going to be one and two, so. But go, okay. well, okay, oh. go ahead. Okay, so um, I'm gonna pick this one because this is from this season. Because I was going to say The Magic Fish, but we didn't do that this season because that will for be my forever book. But um, The Memory of Eminon by Shinji Ka uh, Kaijo oh, yeah. and Kenji Sur uh, Suruda. Yeah. I really loved that book. Um, it just took me back to a, oh shit, what did I just do? It took <laughs> me back to a place kind of like emotionally when I was, I dropped my phone on my, uh, on my cord here. Um, it took me back to a place emotionally when I was like, late teens, early 20s. And I just really appreciated that you kind of when the world's new and frightening and you're vulnerable, but like you're super excited to like meet people. And I hate people now. So I just felt like a really good <laughs> feeling to revisit. Um, but it was, I don't know, it was just such a good book, such a good book. And I thought I thought the artwork was really good. Um, the story's great. That I really loved the legend of auntie poe um mm. that darcy took because she wanted to go first so she really jumped <laughs> on that shit but um it was well played darcy yeah she totally she totally did um it's but when i try to read comics now it's definitely something where you want to have some kind of connection to it mm. and it's not that i wouldn't reread books that we've read so far that we've talked about but this um the story of Eminon that's something I would reread right now yeah as a and the legend of Antipo is something I would reread right now other books it's gonna you know I need like a palate cleanser like oh okay I'll reread that I'll reread reread that in like a few months but right. yeah it's uh it was just, it was so good I really enjoyed it I'm glad we did that one it was, yeah, it was yeah, a big surprise. A yeah, it, it was. It was. It was really good. So, um, before I get to to mine, um, I I would also like to shout out, you know, moments of the season. One with the, the interview with uh, with Jeremy Holt that was 
a lot of fun and fantastic. Oh, yeah. They were mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, it was that was cool, very much so. And much and their so. books are their their books are awesome too. So I, I definitely very much so recommend Made in Korea is so good. Yes. Uh, we need to revisit once it's finished. Yeah, and that'll probably be in my top ten, or if not top five, you know, up there as well. Once once it once the series is over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and also this episode. So deep down in my heart, you four are the reason why I'm sane still. You guys are the, the people I speak to the most. <laughs> so so, so this is really awesome that you're all you're all here. Um, you, you all get crazy messages about crazy things for me all the time. <laughs> Carrie gets it in person, but I get it, um, I get it both. I get it via messenger, yeah. via text and in person. So so you guys are kind of four of them my 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 sanity <laughs> lifeline. So so thank you as well for for uh not just being here but being there this entire time for me so. just being well, here, I'm gonna go being on record here. that if you're a <laughs> I just want to go on record if you're depending on me for your sanity that's <laughs> <laughs> hey. and I send I send Brian some really crazy thing. like random <laughs> stuff <Yeah. laughs> which I'm all about all about all that though you know like I'm 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 happy to talk about any of that kind of stuff at any time so that just kind of kind of gets uh my brain going in, in positive directions instead of uh where it can easily go to this day and age so well, with that being said, and I'm not going to say um, Mini Desolela Star, and I'm not going to say um, Antipo, and um, and also um, the uh, the Amanin, um the memory of Amanin, um, because you, we were all kind of mentioned it already. So I'm actually going to say um, last week, um, the Princess and the Dressmaker. I mean, mm. I, I'm not, it's just like me picking Neil Gaiman. I'm not like treading, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being, this is not a hot take. This is not like, oh my God, Brian likes Prince of the Dressmaker. Like this, like that book's terrible. No, it's, this is one of the greatest books I've read in of all time. And I think multiple people think that too. So, um, so I, I just wanted to, I, I'm going to choose that. It was going to be either that or Princeless if, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Princeless both are really good yes so you know so i guess i like prince books this week i'm gonna, I'm gonna wear purple for the next <laughs> next week <laughs> get my inner inner princeness going all right okay well um let's go alphabetically so um rebecca okay so i was thinking about it it's quite hard because i i'm quite behind on things i've i've been struggling with reading generally um, so it was quite nice to settle down with Layla Star. That's got to be up there. Um, so what would be my other favourite one that I have caught up on recently is The Blue Flame. Yes. Uh, which was one I considered doing a spotlight thing on. Uh, it's by, it's Vault published and it's written by Christopher Cantwell, who uh, apparently I'm known to like a lot mm-hmm. um i love i i really love halt and catch fire so this isn't a surprise and drawn by adam gorham and it's kind of it's interesting like there's a little bit uh i saw i heard somebody refer to it as a uh, vonnegut-esque and it kind of is a little bit like you're not entirely sure where it's going yet yeah but um he's kind of like a janitor who's also a superhero but then he gets Ooh. caught in a mass shooting and then he's on an alien world having to defend humanity. And if the trial goes wrong, they're going to sort of obliterate Earth. Um, And then (laughs) 
Yeah, and then you go back and it's like his sister finding out he was a superhero and she's pregnant. It's got all these like little vignettes that haven't quite fully pulled together yet. But it's really interesting and really well written and um, seems to be bucking a lot. It's the first superhero book uh, that Vault have put out. So, um, yeah. It's pretty interesting, and I think we're gonna. I think the next issue is is the trials just started, basically. So the trial for Earth. So there's a little bit like Star Trek influences in there with their trials, but it's all a little bit more grounded. There's a lot about mental health, and yes. um, obviously, because um, when he comes out of the mass shooting, he's the only one that survives the mass shooting, and he um, has disability. Uh, like, I'm not sure exactly what the injury is, but he's on crutches and um, he's a bit messed up, obviously, because his superhero team were all killed and et cetera, et cetera. So it's like how he and he's he ends up living with his sister and her husband and she's heavily pregnant and there's some family resentment about their parents' house and, and all this sort of stuff. So that's kind of all playing out. And then you've got this kind of like, Thing going on in this uh, alien world where he's exploring their universe learning more about it and the prosecutor for the trial is also helping him prepare for the trial so there's, there's some interesting dynamics in there I'm, I'm enjoying it so it's definitely I think once that's out in trade there'll be an interesting little arc there yeah I read the first issue and and I absolutely enjoyed it and but it was there's so many so many stories going on and in yeah. a way I could just tell that okay, this is going to be a, a kind of a read all at one time read right so that's exactly what I did I read the first and went oh there's too much I can't and then I got yeah. uh, sort of a bit overwhelmed and then just today actually I when I was reading all the other stuff I was like what else have I not caught up on and I thought I'll read it and I was like ah oh, it's really good so I had pretty good a pretty good reading day today with yeah awesome. that's yeah, yeah. pretty cool and and an HVAC like HVAC themed superhero is pretty awesome yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's the and um and yeah I, I I didn't put two and two together the fact that that there's the interstitials with with the alien tri the alien trial going on that's super mm -hmm. slaughterhouse five like yeah yeah it's yeah. it really is it's like just and also the jumping around and you're not yeah like trying to work out where where everything fits in just really does feel that um so i and which is one of my favorite books so i yeah i'm having a great time with it i'm definitely going to buy it in trade even though i've got the digital comments i, I think it's definitely going to read better that way okay i'm definitely more motivated to to check it out when it when, uh, all at one piece when, it, when it's yes. out it so, definitely so. sounds interesting and mm -hmm. i like vonnegut so yeah yeah that, yeah this was actually darcy that um not the first issue was the one in the chat that i had said oh i think you might like this and then <laughs> i totally forgot about it and then i think you had forgotten about it as well because i definitely forgot yeah. about it because so, the, the name didn't sound familiar at all but then yeah. we read so much stuff that lots yeah. of things don't sound yeah familiar. exactly and so <laughs> I was like, and every once in a while, I would see the 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 um, you know come up the new issues coming out, and I'm like, oh, that's the book I need to tell Darcy about. Make sure that she checks it out. So, I'm glad there's been um, we were talking about it because I would have forgotten cool. again. So, Absolutely. Yeah. 
Oh, thanks for the glowing recommendation, Rebecca, because I've been picking it up month to month. Again, just some sight unseen. People have been telling me it's good, yeah, but yeah. it's just been sitting in the pile. So I might well, that's exactly where it was. And I was like, well, I, well, I, I was like, right, I'm actually going to read it now. And I was like, oh, damn, it really does live up to that promise. So, yeah, I was very happy. Yeah, because like She Can Fly um, definitely deals with mental issues. And then even his, even his doom you know is all kind of about mental issues yeah, <laughs> yeah Iron Man as well I mean he's, it's clearly something he's interested in mm-hmm, um I think this is one of the more successful ones like I, I I don't like I don't blanket love everything he does I mean I do I hold and catch fire is genuinely one of my favorite tv shows of all time um but um but I think this one is done really well so very cool very nice so all right well Richard if if Best for last, you want to give us a, a, a cool uh, thing that you've been reading the last three months? Oh, well, unfortunately, I'm totally going to be the guy and say Layla Starr. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I absolutely get it. Like, I was really no, close no to just saying it's clear. No, jokes aside, like, um, back when the, issue, the first issue came out in uh, April, I was out of town, and Brian messages me. He's like, hey, have you read this book, Layla Starr? It's really, really good. <laughs> And I was just like, I'll try to get to it. Then I'm like, all right, you know, I, I got some free time. I was like, eh, Brian suggested it. So let me just hop, let me do it right away, you know, so I could get back to it. And like I said, that first issue blew me away. Like, it's just one of those deals that like, right off the bat, like, I feel like it's rare that, you know, things t- tend to build, but just, I finished that first issue and I was just like, is this my favorite comic? Like, is this where we are right now? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and- yeah, it, no, that, that that's probably one of, I think that's up there. The first issue of um, Layla Star is definitely up there for me as like best first issues I've ever read because mm-hmm. um, I think the number Absolutely. one, my, my number one first issue I've ever read is the um, the first issue of Black Widow, um, the Wade and Samney run, where it's mm-hmm. mostly silence and she's escaping the shield helicarrier that like is by far like one of my favorite comics of all time. And like, I will just read that. I will just pick it, open it up and read just the first issue again. Because it's interesting it's- because I would say the Savage Shores has one of the greatest first ever oh, issues yes. as well. So yeah. it's clearly something he is incredibly good at. Yeah. He is. No, absolutely. Because in the Savage Shores, there's like really no, you don't really know that there's any kind of supernatural thing going on except for the vampire mm. thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, surprise. Except <laughs> yeah, for the vampire thing. The story is not about <laughs> vampires. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, definitely. And 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 to say all that we just gushed over the first issue, the fact that the first issue is so strong and then the last issue still sticks the landing. Yeah. Like it yes. doesn't throughout the series, it doesn't lose any of the momentum. It's just a really great, high quality, nice ride. And it gets the end, like Brian was saying, he was sobbing, but it's just you feel fulfilled. Like you get to the end, and even in my own mind, like whatever I expected the end to be. It wasn't that, but it was still good. It was still very satisfying. It's incredibly satisfying. And that's really the most you can... I mean, it's such a good thing for a miniseries to just feel like a whole story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, um, since Brian did make the space, since I am mostly a big two reader, I want to just make a suggestion to anyone listening. Is um, I read... Uh, Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom Triumph and Torment by oh, Roger Stern and Mike yes. Nola a few weeks ago and it was my first time reading it and I just implore people 
it doesn't have to be big too, independent, whatever, but read your classics. These things yes. are classic for a reason. Mm -hmm. People gush over them. Like, you know, oh, it's the one, you know, I knew it's the one that Dr. Doom tricks Mephisto into giving him his mom's soul. I don't ever need to read that. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's a reason why these things are revered. Like, yeah, I know you know what happens in Days of Future's Past because you read it, love it so much. <laughs> so I just yeah. implore people, go read your classics. Like if there's something that you've been hearing about and you've just never taken the time, it's the reason why you've probably heard about it is because it's that damn good. Yeah. I think well, Dulce told me to read that one. Yeah, Triumph and Torment gets duped constantly in tons mm -hmm. of different things. Like Doom, uh, book the books of Doom. Yeah. yeah. Takes mm -hmm. from so much of that. Uh, the what if, Doctor Strange, what if, like, yeah, took yeah, little pieces of that, like last I mean, week, it, it, not last week, the week before. Yeah. It's so much of a classic, and so many people love it. The creators, the readers, so many people love it. Like, people take pieces of it forever. So, if you want to recognize your modern comics, reading yeah. Triumph and Torment, well, you can go, Oh, that's Triumph and Torment. Oh, yeah. that's Triumph and Torment. You want to feel smart about comics, read <laughs> Triumph and Torment. And as the big doomhead here, I have not read that. And so <laughs> you, what? I know. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> It's not even a long read. Oh, bro. Yeah, it's, it's not a long read. And, and, and this is this is the second episode in a row just, where uh, I... Take a time. Surprise. You were saying it's the second episode in a row and it just cut off. I oh. was just like, wait, what oh, happened? Sorry. Oh. No, he hasn't He hasn't watched What If. I haven't watched What If, and that, that was really Oh, yeah, that's episode. right. <laughs> and so and so I, I need to, to do that as well. So um, I have I have a little bit of watching to do this weekend for for the podcast. Um, Can't believe for, you haven't read Triumph and Torment. But, but so I, I will read I will read Triumph and Torment. <laughs> oh, poor you caused Darcy distress by not reading Triumph and Torment. <laughs> I, I will read. I will. Good thing I read, read it like two weeks ago. I'm so sad. she and I are, are good to go. <laughs> I will I will drop the Daredevil uh, books and I will I will read. Yeah, Triumph dump Torment. Daredevil. Yeah. Doom. you should lord doom demands yes, yes. <laughs> doom is De definitely i just implore people like yo read these classic stories that mm -hmm. people gush over like you will be happy that you took the time nice. yeah so even some... if you even for ones you don't like honestly because yeah. there's some classics that aren't like i don't love but they've, yeah. i've never felt that i shouldn't have read them yeah. right like you, you don't have to read every single issue of every single thing. God knows I went through once that first time I got MU, I was like, I'm going to read every single issue of Dr. Strange. I don't know why I did that. That was stupid. Um, and I, I stopped at about, I don't know. I read like a hundred some odd. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done with my life. Um, uh, you know, you read you read some of them and you're like no you find the really really good important ones that people recommend um mm -hmm. and you read those and then the ones that are just you know like um stanley making a paycheck yeah. and, and you don't read those stanley over describing <laughs> like, everything it, it, it's, the stanley thing is incredible because some of them are just like unreadable gobbledygook and it's unreadable like unreadable gobbledygook yeah and then it's like, oh, you read a basic fantasy 15, and you're like, this guy's good. He <laughs> can be. Yeah. He can be. He but can be. But some... so much stuff, you know. Exactly. Like... Sometimes exactly. he's just making a yeah. paycheck. Sometimes he's just making a but some of those monster comics in the 50s are really fun. Sometimes oh, you just want to read something fun, and some of those monster comics are kind of fun. No, so many of those monster comics and like those uh late 50s, early 60s books, it's like, hey. 
do you want to read a Twilight Zone episode? It's going to mm-hmm. be great. Yeah. It's a really fun time. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They, they were just, you know, they just had to get past the comics code and make shit up and none of them were happy about it. But you know what? They're fun. Yep. And maybe that added to the creativity that you couldn't like exactly. lean on the gore. You had to be a little bit more creative to get exactly. around the comics code. Exactly. And and I, I do have to say Stanley's, you know, first issues, <laughs> first issues of Fantastic Four. Are, are really good as well that was oh, top, top. that's the one that he took time on definitely and the radio play adaption of it where he's the narrator is yes superb he's oh, kind I've of never heard that no, i haven't had that, that either it's have to, fantastic i because he's I've a got, really good, i've got a blog about it he's a, he's a great ambassador for comics and i think that's where his legacy lies is that he's he's probably the best person to talk about comics and get people in the comics mm-hmm. but his work is 50 50 you know like you know some of it's good some of it is hard to read so i wasn't always the best person no a great person for comics shouldn't have his daughter shouldn't have stolen his blood he should no. be a great oh, you know like <laughs> please i can't deal with he, that again she's a vampire. He, he he should be a great object lesson for you know like senior abuse Yes. Yeah. Ugh. Absolutely. Well, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, unless you you all have anything else you want to add, comics or non-comics related, um, I will go ahead and read the uh, the final part of the show. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. Well. Go for it. We have reached the end of the show. So thank you everyone for listening to our show. Uh, email us any questions or comments at better at gmail.com. Instagram, Twitter, CDBpod. Uh, website is comicsisarebetter.wordpress.com where you can request a subject for a future show. And uh, please uh, follow, rate, tell a friend about the podcast. And well, uh, Richard, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, I'm at TopCat360. Uh, you will see me retweet my political views and uh, probably contest for uh, for free gift cards or something silly. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Nice. That's the true purpose, yes. And, and Rebecca? Um, I am at Arbitrary Genius on Twitter. And you can also sometimes hear me on Into the Night and Moon Knight podcast, DCAU podcast which I always forget about, I shouldn't. <laughs> and uh, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. There's an Immortal Iron Fist podcast and then you're on it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I. That's awesome. I wanted to... I've been on it for ages. I, I wish I already go show I'm definitely like, I'm not very good at promoting these things. <laughs> I... <laughs> I want to check that out. Definitely. Okay. I'm also I'm also a bad listener. So maybe no, that's no fine, fine. So. we're recording tomorrow, in fact. Excellent. Well, I will definitely have to check that out. And, okay. um, and Darcy, uh, where can we find you? I'm at books underscore serial at booksandserial.wordpress.com. I formalized my complaints about the Batman podcasts being too many of them, the whole batman unburied thing dropping off the face of the planet the fact that they put a, bo- a podcast on i don't know hbo max with a visible visual medium i don't know i'm still complaining about things which you know i do so well <laughs> so that's what i'm doing on twitter 
That's well, also a good reason for that. That's to also a good reason for it, yeah. <laughs> and Carrie, since this is our 50th episode, do you want to give your, your Instagram at least? Instagram um, underscore staff Rico underscore. It's a, basically a personal account for my dog. You can see like two <laughs> pictures of me and the rest are of our dog. So yes, it's really not that exciting. I love it because it's just where I keep all the pictures of Johnny. And Aww. for more pictures of, of Johnny, um, you can follow me at uh, Bryjan2814 on Twitter and Bryjan underscore CB on Instagram, as well as my, my pull list stuff that I do. Um, all right. Well, for Richard, Rebecca, Darcy, Carrie, I'm Brian, and this has been the Comics Deserve Better podcast. And remember, comics deserve better and everyone deserves comics. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Later.